This is the veteran Jack Bond, the last real professional wrestler, and you are listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Live and in Color. Wolfie D, you know who I am, and I got my boy Jimmy across the street. And today, we have got a, a, a special guest. And when I say special, it's because of his videos. It's, it's funny shit that I have seen, and I don't watch shit. And Jimmy can attest to this. Uh, these videos, pro wrestling versus indie, or you know, uh, veteran guy, and it's just very funny skits that he's doing. And I really believe it's helping him get over in a world now where social media can kill the wrestling business, but if you use it the right way, it can also kind of help you. What do you think about that, Jimmy? I mean, dude, you you said it the best. He's actually using social media in a way where, you know, like most guys are like, I want to fight John Johnson tomorrow night. You know, and it's like their friends. This is my list of people yeah. I want to work in 2023. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and their friends, their friends, all of them are friends on, yeah. on the, but it's like, Working somebody, I guess, is different, but if you're in, like, a blood feud with somebody and you're, like, trying to, you know, figure out a way to blow that off. Now, again, all that doesn't even happen much anymore, but you're, like, friends with him and you have regular, you know, like, he's liking stuff and then he he likes it or makes the angry face on Facebook or whatever. (laughs) It's just like, I don't know, man. Social media is dumb anymore and it's kind of annoying to see. But at the same time, Jack has turned it around and is actually using it to get himself over. Not only, you know, like you just said, I mean, you said it perfectly. So, and unfortunately, I think we need to talk about uh, the death of uh, one of the pioneers, the Memphis uh, wrestling scene, man, Jerry Jarrett. We had Jerry Lawler just had a stroke. Now we have Jerry Jarrett dead. uh, And it it sucks, man, because I'm going to tell you something. And, you know, we've we've had all these shows where I talk about how me and Jamie got started and whatnot. And Jerry Jarrett is the reason that, you know, the name PG-13. Yeah, that's a great point, because like if he hadn't approved that gimmick, let's just say, do you think y'all would have kept doing it? Or could that, could that have led to you all maybe trying something different or I don't know you, what we would have tried. I mean, at that point in time, that was it. I mean, that was let me get in Memphis. Let me get yeah. in Memphis. It worked, and y'all got into it, but at the same time, woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know? Yeah. I I mean, it was a great gimmick. It was like we know it's it was something that absolutely was was ripped off several times. So to know that it was the originator of that gimmick, then if you think about it, then it couldn't have not worked. But again, maybe we didn't we didn't walk into his office going. Hey, we need uh, four weeks worth of rap videos. That was his idea, <laughs> right? So he bought in and then started thinking, you know, yeah, and so. saw it. And like I said, you know, one of the 
one of the funniest things was Jamie said, if we go in there and we make him laugh, we got a job. And we did. And he was sick and all that kind of stuff. But he laughed and he loved it. And man, pushed us to the moon right there at the beginning. Uh, Fired us once. We went to Mexico, came back. And (laughs) then uh, Randy Hales was booking and, you know, the rest is history. But man, very, very sad day. Uh, I know when this airs, it's going to be, you know, a week later or whatever. But, um, man, I, I owe Jerry Jarrett and Jamie does too. For, I mean, his dad uh, owes Jerry Jarrett. Um, Jerry Jarrett made a lot of people. And yeah. uh, you just got to give it up for that. Some people, you know, it's the wrestling business. And some people did not uh, like him. He was right. all good to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, totally. And I mean, dude, that's to me to think about if Jerry Jarrett had not existed, what may not have existed. There's so many things that yeah. just he was he was a true innovator. He was the dude that was gonna go run WWF in Vince's mm-hmm. stead. Think You're about right. that. Vince was yeah. thinking he was there's a chance he was going up the river, as they say. Yeah. And had that happened, Jerry Jarrett was going to go run the place. That yeah. is how much that dude is trusted. You know, yeah, yeah. that's that, that's a, the biggest that he, that's like Roger Goodell saying, "Hey, Wolfie D, I liked how you called that pass there. You you reacted <laughs> well to how they did that. I want you to come run the show." You know, that is huge amount of trust. Oh, to, absolutely, absolutely, I mean, man. You can't yeah. say enough about it, man. Uh, Rest in peace, Jerry, and and thank you for everything you did for me. Yeah. Hey, rest in peace, Jerry, and thank you for everything you did for pro wrestling. Seriously. Yeah. You know? yeah. Absolutely. And I don't I didn't know him, unfortunately. He was a guest on our list that was kind of like, could we, could we and we, we could have. We probably could have and we Yeah. That's probably on me, man. Probably uh yeah, that's probably on me. But anyway, man, uh sad day. Um yeah for wrestling and and i feel for jeff and and uh the whole family man so anyway we're gonna get off the morbid stuff and we're gonna talk to jack vaughn uh coming up for those of you that don't know this is the guy that's putting out uh videos that are hilarious and i don't jimmy you will attest I don't watch a lot of shit, but I watch his stuff and it's funny. And you came to me and you said, Hey, what about this guy? I was like, yeah, let's get him on here. So, <laughs> um, I think we should uh, take a break and come back and, and talk to him and laugh a little bit. Sounds great, man. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey folks, to get your official live and in color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, guys, we're back. And as promised, uh, our special guest for today is uh, Jack Vaughn, the veteran 
Jack Vaughn. claims to be the last real professional wrestler. And you may know him from some of his hilarious skits that he does on YouTube, social media, whatever. That's how I found out about him. And uh, we're going to talk about that. But Jack, how are you this morning? I am doing very, very well. Thank you guys very much for having me. Uh, my oh, pleasure, yeah. man. My pleasure. So I first want to ask, what gave you the idea to start doing these skits, man? So are you guys familiar with a wrestler by the name of Brutal Bob Evans? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I, I'm not. I eat at Bob Evans quite a bit, but I don't you know. You know Brutal Bob. Yeah. Wolfie, you don't know Brutal Bob? I, I may. I don't know. Yeah, I think you probably. Well, I, I'm sure you've come across Brutal Bob. He's, he's been around for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I attended a seminar that he did at a show that I was at and I've known Bob for a while and I, I mainly just uh, attended just because I know Bob just has a lot of good information. And mm-hmm. in this seminar, it, it was almost like he was talking to mostly me cause I was kind of the only one asking questions. Yeah. He, uh, he actually suggested to me because he liked the way that I kind of handled my social media. He's like, you need to do more video content. Mm-hmm. And he actually said, I, I was really against TikTok because I, I kind of hate it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, he suggested, he's like, you should do TikTok. And that's kind of, that's, that's really all it was. And then it was uh, a couple of days later, I was just, I filmed a couple things and I, I posted one. The first one I ever posted, I posted at like midnight because I was just trying to get used to using the platform. Didn't really think much of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 24 hours after that first video, it had like, 200,000 views. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it just kind of awesome. blew up immediately. So I, I've never serenaded anyone on our show, so you will be the first. And I actually, mm. this first one, I got stole <laughs> off of social media. I saw it somewhere and I changed it a little bit. But it goes like this. It goes, if you're wrestling and you know it, slap your thigh. <laughs> wrestling and you know it, slap your thigh. If you're wrestling and you know it, then your face will surely show it. If you're wrestling and you know it, slap your thigh. All right. What do you think? <laughs> I got Beautiful. another I love it. I got another one. Now, this is a, a oh, okay. right here. You put your right thigh in, you put your <laughs> thigh out, you put your right thigh in, and you slap it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I do need to find some new entrance music, so I think I just found it. I was going to suggest that. I was going to say that could be your entrance music, man. You got Ryan Rocket, though, bro. I would use him instead. (laughs) You would use him over my hokey pokey? No, the hokey pokey is always awesome by my standards, absolutely. (laughs) I I could get Ryan to throw some, like, some some rock and guitar over the the lyrics. Oh, totally. There you go. I think we're on to something. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this. And, and like I said, I don't do a lot of research on the guests that I have on if I don't know them <laughs> stuff. And that's just me. Uh, and that's no insult to anyone. Um, so did you start at OVW training or someone else trained you? No. So uh, I'm actually fairly recent to, to OVW. I started okay. in 2004 training with oh, Shark okay. Boy. Okay. Shark Boy. Okay. Yeah. 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 My, my yeah, boy Shark Boy. Boy. Mm-hmm. Saw him at a convention uh, last year. Love that dude. Okay, so they, he he trained you, and then you just kind of got on with OVW recently. Yeah, so I, um, you know, I ha- I haven't been the veteran for my entire career, obviously. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I started off just kind of wrestling a lot in the Midwest, mostly just the Cincinnati area, and 
took a few years off. And then, uh, when I decided to come back to wrestling and actually wanted to give it another, like a real shot at trying to make something of it. Um, that's when I kind of developed the veteran character and then, and then COVID hit immediately after developing the, the veteran character. So that was fun. Yeah, uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah. So uh, probably just within a little over a year was the when I made my debut with OVW. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So you know, I've been I'm the research guy around here. So Jack, <laughs> so I'm going to kind of try to bug you here a little bit. So obviously, you were you say that you're not the veteran Jack Vaughn all your life. So mm-hmm. what was you? What was it like growing up, man? Where where were you from? Where were you born? Uh, you know, did you play sports? What kind of stuff? You know, did you love wrestling early on? What was your early days like? Yeah. So so I grew up in a small town uh, called Franklin, Ohio. Oh yeah, uh, most famous. Okay. Most famous now for uh, Luke Kennard, who plays in the NBA. Nice. Um, okay. And I like to say, I, w- I just want to say that when he was a kid, I was in high school and was coaching him at his basketball camps. So uh, I am responsible for Luke Kennard. I'm going to say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I'll, you know, I basically just grew up uh, a wrestling fan. My dad was a fan, so I grew up watching with him and my brother and yeah. then just never got out of it, really. Um, growing up, you know, I was involved in sports, baseball and basketball were my, my two big ones. And like a lot of people, my age, I did backyard wrestling with my friends in high school. Oh yeah. And then, uh, when, when we graduated, we all decided that we wanted to actually get trained and get into the business. And it was right around that time that someone at my gym told me about the ad in the paper that they saw for shark boys training school. So I told a couple of my friends and we, we pretty much all signed up and started from there. Yeah, nice, nice. So Franklin, Ohio, that's, you know, the, the Ohio area. I got to ask you, man, because I grew up as huge Cincinnati Reds fan. Are we also talking to a Cincinnati Reds fan? Oh, absolutely. Die hard. Yeah, we're struggling, right? <laughs> it's, you know, it's... Uh... They're always going to be my team, but they're they're on pace to win about seven games this year. Yeah, if that, and we and that's in spring <laughs> training, maybe you know. So yeah. anyway, you know, listen, but, as much as you know, the the Bengals have been doing great the last couple of years, and as much as I love seeing that, I would much rather have a Reds World Series. Me too. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's nineteen. When were you born, Jack? How old are you? Nineteen eighty-five. I'm thirty-seven. Nin- Okay, so you got you were five years old when we won the World Series. <laughs> so yep. okay, I you you were at least alive. So there's that. You know, <laughs> I, I have vague memories of it. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> longtime Reds fan myself. My dad's from Pikeville, Kentucky, and and so kind of grew up in that area. But long story short, what's the Cincinnati scene like as far as that goes? What's the Ohio scene like? I, I know Marion Fontaine a little bit from a another interview I've done, but how's the Ohio wrestling scene? So specifically Southwest Ohio, where I'm from, it's very strong. Um, you know, when I first started, there were like five companies in Cincinnati and mm. I, you know, I spent most of my time working with Roger Ruffin at the uh, Northern wrestling federation. Okay. And, yeah. Um, you know, back then HWA was still around. Uh, there was IWI, which I think became, or no, there was also Queen City Wrestling, which became New Era Wrestling. I think it was a. There was so many companies at the time, and uh, it kind of died out for a little bit to where it was kind of just the NWF, and then up toward Dayton, you had Rockstar Pro. Yeah. And then over the last few years, you know, wrestling in Cincinnati's kind of had a resurgence. Uh, one of the companies out here that I work for the most is Future Great Wrestling, which was run by Cody Hawk for a long time. Oh yeah. And, okay. uh, there's there's now Ascend Pro Wrestling. 
there's a company very aptly named Cincy Wrestling out here. So um, the Cincinnati wrestling scene is very good. There's a lot of good talent. A lot of them are, are young, so they have some room to grow. But for the most part, there's a lot of good wrestling out here. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Have, have we ever crossed paths, Jack? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I was trying to think back because I – the Ohio area, I only actually worked a few of the outlaws in uh, Cincinnati. Like, I, what was it? JT, uh, what was his name? Uh, JT Thunder, JT Lightning, one of those two? JT Lightning, yeah. Yeah, that ran uh, uh, Cincinnati, I believe it was, or Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But anyway, I was wondering when you said Ohio, had I ever run into you before? Um, so I, I, I really love these videos and I'm going back to that. Y'all can talk about baseball later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> I really like the one. I really like the one where you're talking about having calling a match with a veteran guy. And he's just basically mm, yeah. us in the whole time. That's Wolfie. That was <laughs> that Wolfie D. <laughs> it's so bad. Everything. You, and, and I'd be honest with you, I can't remember all the verbiage you used and everything, but I don't know if you put in bingity bang boom in there or boom 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 or give you the deal, mm-hmm. uh, the fucking deal. You know, <laughs> that's that's what I always say. I'd be like, all right, you fucking just shoot me off, bang, give me the fucking deal. Uh, yeah. bingity boom bang boom, then we'll roll over here. You know, but I love that part. What, what gave you the idea for that one? Uh, so it was actually because do you guys know Dean Jablonski? Dean the Dream Jablonski. Oh, I know Mike Jablonski, but yeah, not Dean. He was, yeah. yeah, he wrestled with us for a long time. He was, he was signed to WWE for a little while, but okay. I don't think he okay. wrestles much anymore. But yeah. uh, I've known Dean for a long time, and it was on one of my videos about uh, the kinds of wrestlers you meet in every locker room. Yeah, and he left me a comment that was like, "Do you should have the old veteran that drops the f bomb every other word?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, that's that's a whole video." Yeah, and uh, yeah. that's pretty much what that happened. So yeah, in that video, I basically just uh, dropped a bunch of f bombs and <laughs> and picked them out. I didn't do any of the 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 bip bip bip. That's that's my go to is bip 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 bip. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> give me a bip bip bip, and then uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of how how that happened. Yeah, yeah you know, it's funny because like I, I I do certain videos, and I'm like, oh well, you know, I, certain videos I know are kind of gonna rub some people the wrong way, but then I'm like. Yeah. So on other ones, I'm like, oh well, surely everyone's gonna like this one. And then uh, people on that on that specific video, I had a lot of people like, yeah, an old territory guy wouldn't call it beforehand. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I I understand that. I'm, I'm making fun of their colorful language, guys. Right. <laughs> but you yes, yes, we did kinda. You know, just not as much. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I know that when I first started, if I worked with a veteran guy, I mean, they were still calling stuff in the back. Yeah, you, you, plus two, <laughs> somebody that you really don't know, and you, you want to make sure they're on the same page with you. If you don't know right. if they go out there and call it in the ring, you want to make sure that, yeah. you know, what kind of, just by talking to a person, you can gather whether they're, you know, decent or not, really. Right. So yeah. That's that's the reasoning for that. I mean, when I very first started, you, you didn't have that opportunity because the dressing rooms were not connected. Uh, sure. And, and, and that's, you couldn't do that shit, but, um, you know, sometimes we would at TV, see, we were all together. So you might say, Hey, tonight in Nashville, let's try this. You know what I mean? So, and then you yeah. do this match around the whole loop. So you had it all down. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I feel very fortunate that I've been around long enough to where I can call a match in the ring. Cause I, I, I've had to do it enough and yeah. I, I'd be curious to like these days, if we had separate locker rooms, how many wrestlers would actually be comfortable 
calling it in the ring. Not me. Wow. Like it's, it's yeah. a, it's a skill that I, you know, I helped train some guys at, uh, at future great wrestling. And like, I always tell them like, learn to call this stuff on the fly because if something's going wrong or, yeah. you know, if somebody gets hurt or fans just aren't feeling what they're doing, you've got to be able to, to switch it. A hundred percent accurate. Yeah. What is it? Ricky Morton said when he, he said, man, in the locker room these days, if you go to take a piss, you got to duck two clotheslines. And <laughs> <laughs> have you been in the wrestling dressing room these days and people are back <laughs> there going over their match? Okay. Uh, other day I had a piss. And I had to duck three clothes lines, reverse two hip toss, and leapfrog before I got to the Oh, man. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> what the hell? Said <laughs> about in the back, you know, all the guys are doing their stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. So first of all, let me just say this. I did this on purpose. I wanted you and Wolfie together on a show. This was me. This is my little dreamscape here of listening to you two talk because you've taken on what I would consider like an amalgam of all who came before you, your gimmick. You know, Jack, who would you say that if if you, not to sit necessarily say like, I picked this guy and this guy. I mean, like, do you feel like you have taken anything from guys to put that gimmick together or is it literally just pieces of guys you've met as you've gone along the path? It's sort of uh, a mixture of a bunch of wrestlers that I have really come to admire as I've gotten older. Okay. Um, so like, you know, when I first you know, started watching wrestling, it was in the late eighties. So I didn't get to see a lot of the heyday of certain wrestlers, like specifically guys like, uh, you know, like Bruiser Brody. I didn't, I never got to see Brody really. Right. And, uh, you know, and you know, WWF was the, what my family and I watched. So I missed out on a lot of that great late eighties, early nineties stuff that was going on with Jim Crockett and WCW. So right. as I've, as I've gotten into the business and as I got older, I became huge fan of guys like Arn Anderson and Stan Hansen and, and guys like that. So okay. when I, when I put this gimmick together, it actually kind of started almost like a parody of eighties wrestling. I, I was trying to, the first few matches, I was still trying to figure out what I wanted it to be. And there was a lot more sort of comedy in the actual wrestling, but I kind of had a, a coming to Jesus moment with myself. And yeah. I was like, uh, okay, do I want this to be like a parody of eighties wrestling or do I want to be Arn Anderson? And right. I was like, Oh, I want to be, I want to be the modern day Arn Anderson. So yeah, that, that's yeah. kind of how, uh, that's kind of how the, the gimmick has, has been formed. Yeah, I was describing you to somebody the other day, and I was like, just imagine if, like, Arn Anderson or Stan Hansen was in a coma, okay? And then okay. they woke up, and they had not aged a bit, and now they're in 2023, and they're trying to figure out yeah. the scene today. So, definitely a huge compliment to you on that. I gotta also compliment that power stash, man. That's a Sam Elliott yeah. soup strainer if I've ever seen one, man. So, you know, kudos on that one as well. <laughs> You know, so the, the mustache is actually um, just a, a matter of circumstance because yeah. I had, um, I used to just have like a full beard. Okay. And when COVID happened, I, I work in a, like, you know, my, my shoot job, uh, I work in a hospital and I had oh, to yeah. shave it off. Okay. So, okay. And then like, I, you know, I was kind of clean shaven for a few months and I was like, well, I can still grow a sick mustache and have yeah. it under my mask. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then now it's just, it's become part of the character. Like I can't get rid of the, the, the stash. It, it, it adds so much to the personality of the gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I agree. I love Out it. Out of curiosity, what do you do at the hospital? I am a respiratory therapist. Oh, oh nice. Cool. Okay. Pretty cool. So you guys, if you can't me. breathe, <laughs> like <me. Yeah. laughs> talk to Wolfie. <laughs> All my fucking problems. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, what's funny is you carry yourself in a demeanor that shows you care about the business. I'm in no way the level of veteran that Wolfie D or even you had a small part to play in Nashville scene about 10, 12 years ago, but I would not consider myself anything majorly knowledgeable. But what I have done is is, is sat under the learning tree of someone like Wolfie D and, and tried to learn. And what I can tell about you, and you can just tell by the way that you work, the footwork in the ring, you can tell that you consider it an art form, mm. you know, not just something to do on the weekend you can really tell you're you're giving it a your all man i gotta give you kudos on that for sure no thank you i appreciate that yeah i um you know I, the big thing for me is i've, I've you know kind of going back to like you know i loved basketball back in the 90s a lot more than i love it today oh yeah but for sure part of it is yeah, just because yeah. like but like if you think about it they they do like wrestling and basketball kind of have had a similar trajectory where like now basketball is a lot more flashy it's a lot of three-pointers it's not a lot of fundamentals Right. has kind of gotten done that same thing. And yeah. that's what my big thing is in the ring is like, no matter what I do, even if it's something small, I want it to look perfect and not yeah. even perfect. But like, I want, I want it, you know, at the end of the day, what we're doing is we're, you know, simulating a fight. So I want everything that I do in the ring fundamentally to look like I'm trying to win a fight. And yeah. I think that's something that's, that's lost in, in a lot of yeah. wrestling today. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. The the other thing that I think, and, and this is just, to me, society in general, um, we there used to be a saying in the business, uh, don't get rabbit ears, uh, meaning, you know, especially if the people's, if anybody would yell boring, fucking grab a hold and go to the ground. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And now <laughs> yeah. it's, it, we're, we're allowing the fans to dictate what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like a lot of guys are, they're, they're trying to structure, structure matches around getting the big pop rather than, you know, telling a good story. Tell a story. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Who can I impress Meltzer? Um, can I make the people chant? Holy shit. Uh, you know, all that stuff instead of it, it, it's, it goes back to what I say all the time, man. It's just like, I know magic isn't fucking real, but I really don't <laughs> got to tell me how you did the tricks. I just don't. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like people need to, you know, I get it that uh, you want to see what's going on on the inside, but they're basically giving away fucking finishes and shit before the matches even happen on the Internet. It's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this, because I, I, it's kind of going with what Wolfie's saying. What Wolfie just said sounds very similar to what Al Snow would say. And a lot of the things that you said sound like something Al Snow would say. We've had Al Snow on the show very early on, long time ago, actually. And I can imagine that he saw something in you immediately just by the way that you carry yourself. How has your relationship been with Al Snow since you've been at OVW? I feel like Al and I have a, I have a good relationship. You know, so Al and I are kind of like Al's kind of a quiet guy. Yeah, uh, he's got a very dry sense of humor. Yeah, he's hilarious. I, I yeah. do, like I do too. And he, uh, and I'm, I'm also kind of a quiet guy. I've always kind of been an introverted guy. But you know, as I've, uh, you know, been with OVW longer, I kind of have opened up a bit more. But no, Al and I get along great. Um, 
I had a for a long time I wasn't sure if Al actually liked me or not. <laughs> he is so, such a such a quiet guy. But no, yeah. like Al's 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 a good dude, man. What have you learned from him that you you can share with us today? Is there any one thing that pops out? Nothing like not one singular thing, but like working with OVW has been my first experience working with a television type wrestling show. Sure, sure. So I mean, even for someone like me who's been a re- who was around for a long time prior to that, that was much different than what I was used to. So just over the past you know year. I feel like I've grown so much as a wrestler just in terms of understanding the TV style of wrestling and understanding um, sort of how that uh, that type of wrestling works. That's cool. And how much goes into it. Like like the production at OVW is crazy. Like I, you know, you, you can see like the, the production area where they're like, you know, counting down, going to break and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this is nuts. Like you don't see this on the indies. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You all are putting out a great product up there, man, for sure. Whenever I get a chance to watch it, I'm always impressed. I definitely enjoy yeah. it. I think y'all have a great roster going on up there. So yeah, Wolfie D, of course, back there when Slash and Brock Lesnar and John Cena and Batista were all there. So you've got you got a lot of legends in front of you, but at the same time, y'all are y'all are definitely putting out a great product that that's very impressive. So definitely keep that up. We've actually had 2023's kind of been OVW year so far, right, Wolfie? Yes, we've had uh, what? Doug uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who was the other one? Doug? We had Ryan Von Rocket. Then, of course, you know, Jax yeah. Dane had worked at OVW some too, and Absolutely. yeah, we Absolutely. kind of had yeah, all the I, kinds of. So you're, you're actually lucky, Jack. You you got that new building. When I worked OVW, <laughs> you know, we were dressing outside, out back, and the mm-hmm. two sides of the ring were basically up against the fucking wall. <laughs> you didn't have much room <laughs> on the outside either, and it was it was a bit different, man. That, that new arena, I actually did work at one time. Uh, quite a few years ago, but uh, uh, Dinsmore had me come up and uh, just do a special little appearance thing. But yeah, that new building is so much nicer. But I, I remember from uh, the day Danny started that thing, Danny Davis started it, and uh, it's come a long way. That's what I was telling Al and Doug, and then it's like, did you ever think that the uh, you know the small thing that that Danny started would would turn into what it is now? You know. Yeah, well, you got see, you got to be there in the glory days. That's how you should how you should phrase it. <laughs> there was but, definitely uh, talent there, man. There was a whole yeah. lot of talent back then. That was like two thousand, right, ninety nine, two thousand, something like that. I think when I was there, yeah, and I went to TNA yeah. after that. But um, yeah, there was definitely talent. A lot of dudes that were there have gone on to make some big fucking money and, and superheroes. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing with with OVW is like obviously like you know, everyone knows about like the, the 2002 class with Lesnar and Cena and all those guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, at one point in time, it was such a, a well-known company. And then I feel like it just kind of fell off a little bit right. uh, for a while, but now I feel like it's, it's back up on the rise. I feel like the, the guys I've seen in the locker room are, are super talented. And like, I think, um, you know, we're definitely putting on a good product week, uh, week after week. Yeah, and I can tell you, uh, you know, I lived in Tennessee most of my life, and now I'm just outside of Tennessee and Kentucky, but I've never seen OVW on television before. And now, uh, I forget what days, maybe Saturday morning, I think even another time slot around here, but uh, flipping through, and it's like OVW wrestling. I'm like, wow, okay. Huh? You know, it's it's gotten out there. Yeah. yeah, it's not just a, a local Louisville thing anymore, you know? Yeah, it's funny because, you know, a lot of, t- a lot of like, um, 
TV companies and like OVW will tag me in something on social media to like, just so I can like retweet it or promote it. I'm like, God, we're, we're running in all kinds of places. Like I'm, I'm retweeting all kinds of stuff. It's like, okay, well, we're, this place run, uh, shows the, the product on Saturday. This place shows it on Sunday. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, you know, we're, we're getting seen. Yeah. yeah. Do y'all do, and I honestly don't know this. Do you just do TV or is there house shows? Uh, they do, uh, house shows in the summer. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Just At least local that's how I, to, yeah. Pretty, pretty much local. Um, I think so. So last, last summer, um, I wasn't able to do many of them cause a lot of them were on, uh, Fridays and Saturdays when I kind of already had bookings. So, uh, but I do think that it was, um, mostly in the Louisville area. I know the one that I, some of the ones that I did over the summer were pretty close to Louisville, like within maybe a, a 30 mile radius or so. Yeah. So yeah. here, here's the big question I like to ask sometimes. So you've been in the business a while. Who's the, who's the best, most fluid? Just when you, when you came back, you're like, damn, that motherfucker can go. Who, who's, who's the best guy you've ever been in the ring with? Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> and they're <laughs> listening too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, hmm. I know it's a hard question. I hate when people ask me that too. But. Yeah. Well, it's just like, I don't, you know, do I, I don't want to put, I want to, I feel like I want to put over like a young guy that needs some more recognition. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, I've been in the ring with guys like Abyss and he's like one of the best guys in the that's ever stepped foot in a wrestling ring. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you yeah, can I, say I'll, two I'll, then give us two. <laughs> okay. Um, so I will always put over uh, a good buddy of mine. His name's Jake Oman. Uh, oh, he yeah. wrestled out yeah. in the, uh, yeah, he's from Indianapolis. He's been a good friend of mine for a long time. Honestly, I think he's, you know, he's one of the most un- underrated talents out there. Uh, he spent some time in Japan. He goes over, you know, I went over to Europe with him this past, uh, this past fall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's been trying to get out there for a long time. Unfortunately, he's just had bad luck in terms of, uh, you know, getting the contract. Yeah. Uh, another guy local to here is a guy by the name of Pompano Joe. He's been okay. around, a, he's been around a long time. He started a couple years before me. And I feel like every time he and I get in the ring together, it's, it's just, I, I always feel like our matches are like my best match ever. Like Joe yeah. is so talented just from every level. He can, he can do it all. So I, I suggest people looking up Pompano Joe. We nice. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors. And we'll be right back with more live and in color with Wolfie D. For those who love it loud, Pantheon Podcast presents Rockin' Pod Weekend, Nashville, March 17th through the 19th. It's a rock convention featuring panels, interviews, podcasts, signing sessions, vinyl, comic books, pop culture, and collectibles. Over 50 celebrity guests, including members of Mr. Big, Tough, Great White, Keel, Winger, Accept, and Twisted Sister. Live concerts including Rare Hair on Friday, Keel Fest 2 on Saturday, and Eric Martin's Big Acoustic on Sunday. Plus a rockin' comedy show featuring Courtney Cronin-Dold, Don Jameson from That Metal Show, and Craig Gass from The Howard Stern Show, and a whole lot more. Full details at rockinpod.com. Rockin' Pod Weekend is presented by Pantheon Podcasts in association with RFK Media, Third Power Amplification, and BobbyDreyer.com. Thank you. 
Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here. And if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're gonna wanna call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Where do you think wrestling is at the moment in the independent scene? I mean, I guess your videos are kind of addressing that, but what are the things that can fix certain things that you don't like? And what are things that they can keep doing that you do like about the current scene? So this is going to sound very uh, hypocritical coming from me, but (laughs) I think social media killed professional wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just feel like, now there's no like because you know when I was growing up like the Undertaker is my favorite wrestler of all time and okay. I remember growing up watching him and that was even though I had seen Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior I saw the Undertaker and I was like this dude is like for real like he's larger than life like yeah. this is you know like it just it drew me in and you think about why the Undertaker lasted so long is because you didn't really know much about Mark Calloway right and. Exactly. I mean, obviously he's kind of been out there more now that he's not really wrestling anymore, but I feel like guys now, you know, guys today will, and I, I preach about it all the time. People, some people are probably sick of hearing it, but the guys will have a match with, you know, like they'll have a blood feud with this guy. And then once they have their big blow off, they're taking pictures with each other and posting it on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> like completely ruining all the heat that they just had. Right. And, uh, I feel like, you know, it just social media has kind of taken away the mystique around wrestling and because it used to be a very exclusive club, like it was hard yeah. to get in it, hard to get yeah. into yeah. and it was hard to succeed and it was hard to stay in. But now it just seems like, well, I paid my money to a guy who claims to be a trainer. So now I'm on shows. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's too easy to get into and yeah. there's just no, there's, there's no, um, mystique, you know, fans have, easy access to anyone they want access to. There's also, there's no repercussions for not kayfabe. You know, people say kayfabe's right. dead. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Even if I were to get back in the ring today, you're not going to see me out walking around with, with the baby faces or anything like that, man. There was a, right. uh, when I was still going kind of strong there around 2014, something like that, 16, I was working for traditional championship wrestling out in Arkansas and Missouri. And it's like before the shows, he wanted the heels and the baby faces all go to the picture table. I I straight up refused. I mean, I had enough uh, clout, I guess you could say, that I could do that. But I was like, no, Mm. it's fucking stupid, man. I I didn't even care if I sold a picture that night. I'm a fucking heel. I'm a tag team champion. I'm not going to go sit out there next to the dudes I'm wrestling. Sorry. Not happening. Yeah, yeah. That's that's absolutely true. You know what I like about your videos is you do address a lot of that. One of the biggest things that I can say, and Wolfie's heard me say it a million times, is the continuous telegraphing of moves in the ring. And <laughs> yeah. you were a great example of of a person that is not necessarily attacking it, but you are addressing it and letting it be known. And actually, in humor, you are doing your best to address it. You know, especially one of the things was is the clothesline where a guy doesn't duck down 
So you have to scrape your knuckles on the ceiling to throw the clothesline. Cannot stand that. You actually did a great video about that, which was hilarious. You know, also, you know, just the telegraphing and moves like the tag teams that are together outside of the ring and one guy does the suicide dive on them and it's his buddy and they all are just there in a cluster and we know what's going to happen. And, you know, what... Is that just something that's just going to continue to go, the telegraphing of moves, do you think? Or or can they fix it? I mean, certainly they can fix it, but I think so many guys are so fixated on having those big spots that they don't want to fix it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of guys don't view it as an issue. They just view it as, well, this is how I get over, so I'm going to do this big spot. Everyone everyone get together so I can do my backflip over the ropes, that sort of thing. Yeah. Or, or they, um, think, they think that the, the veterans are trying to hold them back or something by trying to – you know, hey, do this, don't do that. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, they're just trying to keep me from getting over, you know. Yeah, that's another thing. And I'm sorry to cut you off, Jack, but it feels like the younger guys, Wolfie D was the, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of Wolfie D spokesperson today, it sounds like, <laughs> but Wolfie D was the producer on the Ric Flair's last match. He he produced a couple matches and one of the matches, he had a spot that he brought to them and said, hey, we should try this. It was a four-way match, four guys that were high flyers and very talented. We don't need to go into names, but <laughs> one of the guys is is kind of got an attitude issue. But long story short, they basically just said hey we'll take that into consideration and then they didn't do it and it was just like what is the producer even there for you know do, and, and anyway go ahead wolfie <laughs> sorry no i, I, I would, i'm agreeing you, you know I've, I've told that story a hundred times since it happened yeah exactly exactly and, was, and, and honestly i really didn't take it personally because and, and i'm talking to jack right now jimmy knows this i didn't take it personally because before i even walked up to him road dog and his brother told me he said they're not going to listen to you. <laughs> and it wasn't because of, you know, I didn't have the respect of them or something like that as to where maybe they would listen to somebody else. No, they wouldn't listen to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've run into that problem too. Like I, you know, there's a, a company I've, I've mentioned a couple of times. There's a company out here called future great wrestling. And, yeah. uh, they run on, they run every Friday and I'm, I'm there most Fridays. Um, but there's, you know, they have some really, really, talented guys there and there's one guy in particular i'm not going to mention his name because i don't want him to think that i'm that i'm dogging him he's super athletic good looking guy young and but he's he gets he's stuck in this mindset of spots and like mm. doing all the you know the the quote-unquote indie-rific stuff and yeah. i try to tell him all the time i was like that's all good but you're a heel and all this super cool stuff is turning you into a baby face and that's not that's your job as the right. heel is to get the baby face over so you can't be going out there and doing a bunch of cool stuff. And then and he just does it anyway. <laughs> he just does, Yeah. He just does it anyway, because you know, I understand like when I first started wrestling, you know, I'm a big guy, I'm, I'm six, six. And at the time I was probably two seventy five, mm-hmm. And you know, I was told you don't need to bump, but my mindset is, well, I want to go out there and show everyone that I can wrestle. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and yeah. I think, I think that's what happens. You know, and I think it's just a, a maturity thing, just being young in the business. You want to go out there and impress people and show them what you can do. But I, I hope that eventually he gets to the point that he realizes, Oh, I don't, I don't need to do all this stuff in order to get over. I like, I need to get over my character more than the moves. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, you're, yeah, I knew you were tall. Yeah, you kind of now remind me a little bit of Black Jack Lanza, actually, a little bit, Jack. So anyway, I'll we'll, take that. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But anyway, go ahead. Hey, let me throw this in there, talking about uh, the spots and how things have changed. 
I came to uh, Danny Davis. Uh, it was it was me and Jamie against Danny and Ken Wayne in the Nightmares. And uh, before the match or whatever, I was like, hey, can we do this thing? We're the heels. And I'm like, hey, can we do this thing when we shoot you off? Uh, duck our clothesline. And this is, uh, granted, how simple this is. And I said, just duck our clothesline and then we'll catch you with the drop kick. Because they always think that when you duck the clothesline, you're going to come back with something. I said, just let's change it tonight. He was like, mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't cuss me because Danny loved me, but he's like, no fucking way. You guys are fucking heels. You're not doing that to us. Think how simple that is today. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, but back then it was like, fuck no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you, you know, I, I'm looking at my list of your videos that I've just loved. Is there a guy that still does the limp handshake these days? <laughs> there are, there are, they're, they're few and far between. Yeah. But one of them, uh, the one that always comes to my mind is, a, is an old manager that did a lot of stuff in Cincinnati. He doesn't really do anything anymore, but every time I see him, he, he still does it. Grabs yeah. the, grabs with three fingers, a thumb and two fingers, or, or the yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I I, w- I wish he grabbed it with three fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mike Porter. <laughs> yes, God, it's so terrible. Yeah, yeah. Mike Porter was an old promoter. He actually wrestled a little bit too, and he ran NWA main event in Nashville. Actually, had a pretty successful thing going there for a while. Definitely when it was in Columbia. But anyway, he he was the first promotion that I worked for in Nashville. And every time he would shake my hand, he would be like, "Hi, Jimmy, how you doing tonight?" And it would just be like the his voice matched his handshake, and then. I, I, you know, and my trainer that brought me in, he said, there is a handshake, but you don't do that. (laughs) You shake it like a man. Nobody does that anymore. So, yeah, that's how it was for me too. Like I I was told when I first started that, well, you want to shake it, shake their hands like this because that shows that you're not stiff. And I'm like, right. I don't don't think, I don't think a limp handshake is going to tell people that I'm not stiff. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I feel like, but honestly, I feel like the normal handshake is kind of, you know, uh, probably because of COVID, a lot of guys just do like fist bumps or fist bumps, something like yeah. that now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the normal handshake has kind of gone away in in society. Society, That's yeah. True. Porter, and I'm gonna throw this in there because I never liked him, but uh, <laughs> you, you you know Jimmy that uh, he was also uh, I don't remember if he was convicted or not, but I know there was charges on the news because he worked at a funeral home and yes. they were saying he was doing things to dead people. And we'll just yes, leave yes. So the voice yeah. and handshake and that just yeah, yeah. It's kind of like <laughs> Peter Lorre or something. Let me tell you this funny story too. So one of the first times I think I was 15, 16, and <laughs> I was trying to get some bookings right, and uh, a friend of mine knew Mike. Okay, so mm. he says we got to go over to the funeral home. Now listen, I don't like dead people, man. I'm sorry, I just don't. <laughs> it freaks me out. And, uh, so we go into the funeral home, uh, Mike's, you know, we walk in, we don't see him nowhere. We go up the steps. Okay. And we go up there and there's a room where there's all the coffins where you can shop for coffins and blah, blah, blah. Well, here comes Mike through this door with a body on a gurney. I'm talking toes hanging out and everything. And, uh, it was storming outside. And right about that time, fucking lightning and thunder called boom knocks the power out in the fucking funeral home and I'm standing next to a body on a gurney. Mm. I did the old uh, Bugs Bunny, Fred Flintstone. I know I was in midair running for a good two seconds, right? (laughs) Down the stairs and out the front door and I did not come back. That's my mind. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Mike was a throwback, though, of a different kind. He was clearly the maybe other than Bert. He was yeah. one of the last true carnies of the world. Mm. So, yeah. Gotcha. But anyway. Yeah. So your videos, man, do you I guess the locker room name dropper, that's always going to exist. Right. That one. Yeah. I love <laughs> And sometimes I worry about that on this podcast because I'm like, am I being a name dropper? Because <laughs> I don't, you know, like we talked to Al Snow or we had Road Dog or whatever. But it's just like I always wonder if I'm sounding like the guy that I think is annoying, you know. But anyway, the locker room name dropper, that that guy's always there, right? <laughs> Let me ask you this, Jack. Do you think because yeah. because I, I feel this way once I'd seen your videos and everything. I think, and even though we just talked about how social media killed the wrestling business, it also can be used to your advantage uh, as well. And I think you're doing it in a way that's not uh, shitting on the business, basically. You're doing it in a way it's funny, and I think that it's kind of helping you get yourself out there. It's kind of helping you get over. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. That's why I mentioned that uh, me saying that social media killed the business has made me a hypocrite because that's right. kind of how I've gotten over the most. Uh, yeah. you know, it, it's funny that you that you mentioned uh, what you said earlier, but it actually seems like a lot of people think that I'm killing the business with the way that I'm doing my videos. No. Yeah. That's a I, I've, heard, I've, heard a lot, I've heard a lot of people tell me that like they get mad because they feel that I'm exposing the business, but I'm sitting here like, guys, like we've all, the, the business is already exposed. Like, right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. If I'm exposing anything, I'm exposing how stupid some of the stuff we do is. Right. But Dude, right. Let me tell you, man, yeah. I went recently to a WWE event. Now I haven't sat in the crowd since 1989 before I got in the business. Okay. This is the first time I ever sat in a crowd. Cause I was taking uh, my girlfriend's son for, it was a Christmas present. I'm not going to name drop, but I'll make a few phone calls. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we, we, we had front row tickets and everything. And I sat there and watched it. I cannot tell you how many slaps I saw her. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was like yeah. every single match. 10 times a match dude they're doing it on drop kicks now man it's like what the fuck man you don't you, you. And, and i hate it because as far as i know bobby eaton was the first one to ever really do the slap punch and it was great you didn't see it coming he didn't do it all the time and and i've even I've, i'll throw the slap punch every now and then but if you do it every time on every move just like what we're saying everybody knows it now and it's become mm -hmm. a fucking joke yeah yeah, yeah, and you know, I actually I I throw a good slap punch in there every every once in a while too. But yeah, um, but no, but like like you said, like if the it, kind of the, the veteran gimmick started when I first started doing the veteran, I was uh, I made a, like a fake petition on Change.org to ban the super kick from wrestling, <laughs> and uh, and uh, but it, it's 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 because you see the super kick fifteen times a show. Mm-hmm. And yeah. at this, like they, like it used to be a finisher. And I understand like, you know, guys like Tracy Smothers and, you know, Chris Adams and stuff. They, like they used it as like, uh, you know, a normal move sometimes, but like, yeah, I, you know, in my generation, that was a finishing move. Right. And when I first yeah. started wrestling, the Canadian destroyer was the coolest move anyone had ever seen. Right. And now totally. they're just totally now yeah. they're, they're just double downs or transition moves. And it's, and, and you know, going back to like the five slab and stuff, like I'm seeing guys, that are taking moves that are slapping their thighs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just, but, but you know, the, the five slap has become my signature now. So I guess, uh, <laughs> it's somehow that's, that's the thing that people I, have uh, latched onto. You. 
I have an idea for you if you hadn't already done it. Yeah. Are, are you a heel or a baby face? Primarily heel. Okay. Well, this may not work. But I was thinking, you know, the baby face of the old school, you know, you get the crowd clapping, clapping your hands, getting them to clap with you. You should start thigh slapping and get everybody in the audience to thigh slap along with you. If you could do that, you would be mm. over in my book. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, it doesn't really happen to OVW, but I, I love some of the smaller indie shows where, like, uh, people kind of know me because of my social yeah. media stuff. Uh, I do get fans that, t- that like, they'll, they'll just be yelling from the crowd, slap your thigh, Jack. <laughs> and then I'll do it and it'll actually get a pop. And I'm like, well, I'm a heel. I shouldn't have done that, but it was funny. So <laughs> yeah, it's okay to be funny every now and then as a heel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's funny. You speaking of your, your gimmick and stuff. I actually have a friend of mine, Sean Hamilton. I'll give him a shout out. He loves OVW. He actually comes and see you guys quite a bit. And he was telling me that he, he came up to you and said that he thought you should do a state trooper gimmick. <laughs> do you remember that guy asking you to do that? Do. Yeah. 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 And and Sean's a great guy, huge, huge fan of wrestling, loves comic books, movies and stuff. And I was like, Sean, I think he really is doing well with this veteran thing, but maybe he can save that for the future or something. But <laughs> I was like, how do you how do you address that? You know what I mean? Like, I know where you're coming from. You're you're liking what you're doing. And thank you yeah. for enjoying that. But, you know. I don't think so right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. The the veterans working out for me and, and you know, it's, I spent a lot of years just kind of spinning my wheels, not really going anywhere. And then, you know, pretty much when, when I came up with this gimmick, which was completely by accident, like it was just like a, a throwaway thing I said to a friend at a show one day. And then the next thing I was like, Oh, I should, I should do that. And then, I, you know, the veteran was born, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I, I feel very comfortable doing this gimmick. And like, I feel like that's, the big thing for me is cause like I kind of just did like a generic big guy gimmick for a long time. And it, you know, it, it very much had a ceiling and I didn't really feel comfortable doing it because I do feel like I have a good amount of personality, but doing a gimmick like that, I can't really show it. So yeah. doing something like this, you know, I can, and not only can I play it sort of like, you know, sort of like a, someone who's kind of poking fun at modern wrestling, but I can also play it as, you know, the guy who is, you know, angry that all these young guys are ruining his business and he's coming to get them. So there's, there's different levels to it. And it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Maybe you should carry an edition of Meltzer's newsletter. Uh, if that's still mm. a thing, a hard copy, carry it to the ring and tear it up and shit, you know, maybe that, and I'm Ooh. sure you're getting all kinds of, especially for your videos. How many of the boys especially are like, Hey man, you need to do this as a video. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I, I get a lot. Yeah, I, I do get a lot of messages from from people telling like suggesting things to me. And a lot of times, like I'll take down the ideas because I'm you know I'm always looking for ideas. But right, um, you know, a lot of times it's uh, if I don't use their idea, I at least use some sort of snippet. But yeah, I, I do get a lot of people suggesting stuff to me. And I, and I think we would be doing uh, your pals an injustice if we didn't mention. I mean, you've got somebody holding the camera, you've got somebody working with you in those videos. Who's everybody that's helping you out on these? Give them a plug. Yeah. Uh, well, primarily the, the person holding the camera is my wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, nice. And then, Go the, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, in most of my videos, there's, you see the guy that I'm in there with is a, a bold, a bold gentleman. Yep. Uh, that is yep. Eric yep. Williams, who is another fantastic worker from the Cincinnati area. Uh, he's been doing awesome on the Indies for a long time. Deserves to be, you know, much like Jake Oman deserves to be at a higher level than he is. He's so talented. Um, yeah. and then, okay. you know, 
a lot a lot of those other talents are just um a lot of times i filmed my videos at the fgw arena so it's a lot of fgw guys gotcha gotcha and can you can you uh enlighten us is there is there something in production right now or is it still in your head have you got what what's the next video going to be like uh, I think probably the next one I'm going to do is another one of my uh, indie versus pro videos mm-hmm. because uh, every now and then I like to throw one of those out there to to piss off the indie marks. Yeah, those are my <laughs> favorite then, uh, actually. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. Those are yeah. those are the ones that get me the most heat. So I, they're they're <laughs> my favorite too. Um, but uh, you know, I have another. Um, I I I just came up with an idea. I'm probably going to film it here uh, soon. Uh, basically the, the premise is how to make a heel more heel. Okay. <laughs> how to make a heel more heel. Indie yeah, versus yeah. pro. Yeah. I love it. That, well, that was, that was just like a, a separate video, but oh, that'll okay. be just a, so you got to have a series kind of like we do. We have the interviews that we bring people on like yourself and then we have our top 10 and then we have ask Wolfie and we have all kinds of, mm-hmm. so you have your own kinds of series on your show. I get messages all the time telling us ideas for the show and some of them are good and some of them will never do. We get questions all the time. That's, the, yeah. you know, we, we have a lot of people that are listeners of our show that are very active with us. And I definitely appreciate that guys. Thank y'all for listening. So I imagine that you get that same thing. So that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if, if there's anyone, uh, anyone who follows me, I just want them to know, I do appreciate everything. You know, sometimes I, you know, I get a lot of comments and stuff in my videos and I don't always have uh time or even see see the comments to to respond but uh yeah. i certainly appreciate yeah. all the likes and comments and shares and all that it's, it's helped to help me out a ton it's very much appreciated and it's crazy to watch something blow up too isn't it like your video is like boom yeah. okay there's an extra thousand there just happened you yeah. know so it's funny because like certain videos that i don't expect to do anything are the ones that blow up yeah and it's like yeah. there was like so like i have one video uh it's it was actually one of my indie versus pro it's, it's the one where um uh, I'm doing like the head scissors. Yeah. And it's like uh, the, the indie version is just like very much telegraphed that we're going to do a head scissors. Right. Uh, exactly. for, some, for some reason on Facebook, that video did 2 million views and then uh, like 1.7 on TikTok. Right. <laughs> and I don't know what it was about that particular video, but it blew up and it was, it was crazy to see. It's something, man. It's crazy. Why don't you Why don't you take this time right now to like tell the listeners that, that don't know where to find you? Where Where can they find you on social media? What's all your stuff, man? Okay, yeah. So, um, so Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is at Vet Jack Vaughn, mm-hmm. uh, and then Facebook. It's just my normal page. So I do have a fan page, but I'm I don't really use it much. So I'm actually planning on getting rid of it. So you can just find me on Facebook at just Jack Vaughn. It's a It's right. a picture of me and my black ring jacket cool yeah awesome and and i always try to you know get in a question talking about the future a little bit what do you think is next for you what, what's let's say in five years where do you expect you'll be jack i'm not sure where i expect to be but you know the places where i'd like to be like so just in the in the the near future you know i'm getting to do a lot more traveling than i've ever done like this weekend i'm going to be going up to chicago and then wisconsin and then i have uh, you know, shows booked, uh, in the coming months in, um, Pennsylvania and Oklahoma, which I've never been to. And I, I've been getting a lot of people reaching out to me from different places across the country. Um, you know, I went to Europe this past, uh, November and I'm hoping to go back again, hopefully this fall. So nice. I'm hoping, you know, if like 
I'm, I'm cool with wherever I go, you know, like my, my ultimate goal is I just want to have, before I'm done wrestling, I want to have at least some sort of run on one of the major companies, regardless of who it is. It doesn't really matter to me um, yeah. whether it's, you know, one of the, you know, WWE, AEW, or, you know, a smaller company like Impact or, or NWA. I really sure. just want to have just a run with like a national company before I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a no brainer for NWA right now. I mean, I would, you know, they need to be signing you right now as far as that goes. And then also impact, I think could easily use you, but I would love to see the veteran, you know, at the big time, man, I really would. I would love to see how this, how this character now, who knows you, you may not even be, you could be the, the crimson bandit or something up there, but, (laughs) and hopefully they would not change that obviously, but I would really love love to see a good throwback because you know we've seen how ftr has been Mm -hmm. you know you know taken on and they're consider themselves a bit of a throwback team a little bit of the you know the brain busters mixed with the midnight express or whatever you say but i would love to see that in a singles run for somebody and i I think you're the guy to do it man i I would love to see that yeah and and i I appreciate that you know like there's a lot of fans that are like you know your gimmick would work so well with an aew and it's like, I agree, you know, like, you know, I granted I'm, I'm just kind of poking fun at the indie stuff, but like, sure. I could definitely, you know, if given the proper promo time, I could definitely turn the gimmick into something that could very easily get under the skin of AEW fans. I have no doubt about that. Absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah. You could, you could kill the young bucks. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could. Yeah. That. And maybe, you know, maybe that would hurt you, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you know, I, I get, like, I'm not going to, you know, say any names, but like, I know that at least most of the bigger companies are aware of who I am now, just because, oh, I've got to imagine. you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of people that work with those companies that follow me and that have actually reached out to me and tell me how much they enjoy the videos. So like, I'm, I know that these companies are aware of me. I just need to maybe capitalize somehow and, and figure out how to get my foot in the door. Well, you know, let's, let's play this game real quick, Wolfie D. So right. Wolfie's been there and Jack, you're, you're talking about you, you feel like you, you need to be there. So what do you think, Jack, what's his next step? If you, if you were guiding Jack right now, Wolfie D, what's his next step? You think, uh, keep doing what you're doing because, the thing is, man, uh, I, from my experience and what I'd always heard, and it came to be true, you're going to get your break when you least expect it. When you're mm-hmm. trying so hard to get there, it seems to never happen. But when you're just out there doing your thing and and, and then that call comes out of nowhere, that's yeah. my opinion. That's yeah. the way it's always happened with me. <laughs> so just don't expect it, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Don't think about it, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, it, it, it's, it's great because like I'm having more fun now with wrestling than I ever have. So like, you know, even if nothing comes of it, I still feel, you know, it's maybe this is very um, boastful of me to say, but I feel like at the very least I'll be able to say, you know what, at one point in time, I was one of the most talked about people on independent wrestling. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. Which, I, which I think is an accomplishment. 
It is, and I 100% agree with that. I feel like you are very much, absolutely. So I, I expect big things from you, brother. I really do. I, you know, right? We we have a lot of people that listen to our show. We're proud of that fact, and you know, we know that there are people that listen that actually can do these things. So hopefully, you know, you guys get off your duff and, and get Jack Vaughn a contract, y'all. Because I mean, if you don't take him, the other guys will. Just keep hey. that in mind. At least he'll he'll come out of this show with a fucking action figure. Because yeah, exactly, Jack. That's coming soon, brother. I promise. Everybody gets also, one now. <laughs> we can't we, get Wolfie one, but we're getting everybody else one. <laughs> fucking Reno Riggins comes on. He's been obscure for quite a while. Great friend of mine, but just been you know out of the business for so long. He comes on here. He suddenly got an action figure. And the same with Tony. <laughs> got one. Fuck, Doug man. Basham's doing 300 podcasts now. No, we <laughs> yeah. love Doug. Doug's great. Give him I, love, I love Doug Basham. Me too. Dude, dude, there's another guy that's just a font of of so much just experience and and just try to get as much out of him as you can because that guy's awesome, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. And he and like uh, you listen to Doug talk, he just you can just tell how much he loves wrestling. Like even to this day, <laughs> he just loves the business. He does, yeah. He get he. You could tell when we were talking to him, he would get giddy about certain things, and we we're just like in <laughs> yeah. the same place, you know. It's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, well, thank you, Jack. You you know, I, like I said, I I was really wanting to get you two together, and I've talked a lot on this, but I wanted you two to get together because I wanted to hear how you would you you know. I just wanted to sit back and listen and hear. I've ran my mouth more than anybody, but <laughs> but thank <laughs> you for coming on, man. When I take us out, yeah. I'm just gonna say thank you for listening to Live in Color with Jimmy Street. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> but no, man, hey, seriously, we appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, Got to wrap this up. We're kind of heading into our time frame here. Um, but yeah, man, I hope nothing but the best for you, man. Please keep doing the videos. I love them. And you ask Jimmy, I don't watch a lot of stuff when it comes to wrestling. I definitely watch your videos, though, because they make me laugh. So uh, yeah, keep doing that, man. Keep keep doing what you're doing, and and I hope good things happen to you. You seem like a, a guy that's got your head on right, and you seem like a, a pretty nice fella. So uh, I, I hope the best for you. And for Jack, and what are we doing next, Jimmy? What are we coming back with at the end here ask wolfie anything oh shit all right <laughs> so folks let's thank jack once again and we will be back with ask wolfie d anything except whether he's got pants on or not <laughs> dj hit the music go reds <laughs> <laughs> Right, we are back with Ask Wolfie D Anything. And as always, Wolfie D, we've got some great questions here. You know, they've really kind of opened up to this and and the listeners have really, you know, become, I guess, part of the show with us. And it's nice to see this. So, you know, we always are welcoming questions. Just use that hashtag Ask Wolfie. And, you know, that way we can always click on that and I can find new questions. So I definitely appreciate it. But we've got them across the board. We've we've had them on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, on it all. So it's been great to see. So anyway, the first question is from listener Ben Jenkins. He's on Facebook and it's a question. He says, will you ever work with current Memphis wrestling? 
Um, uh, I was going to at one point, um, and then just uh, things happened or whatever. Um, I, I mean, as far as in ring wrestling, you know, I just I just can't. Right. Uh, but I mean, if I was asked to do something on the side and it made sense for me and sense for them, yeah, I'd do something like that. Maybe like a signing again. I mean, you know, the thing is, is from what I understand, you know, like Memphis is is kind of jumbled up right now. But I do know that the the company I would assume he's talking about is the one that's called Memphis Wrestling, right? And so that one, you know, like you said, you were booked to work on that one, but some family stuff came up and then you just haven't worked it out again because honestly, you kind of slowed it down at that point. You were only taking major bookings like Impact Wrestling and Ric Flair's last match after that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Anyway, I would I would always say if the money's right, you'll always be yeah, there. If the money's right and it sounds right. <laughs> If I can help, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, cool. Well, that's pretty much it on that one. So the next one is Trey Murphy at Murphy Trey 934 on Twitter. This one, <laughs> God love him. Uh, <laughs> this is literally the most interesting question we've ever had. Okay. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He says, how did you come up with the name Wolfie? Well, that's not real hard. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my last name is Wolf. Uh, when I started wrestling, I was Air Wolf, and just everybody started calling me Wolfie. I mean, that's just basically how that happened. So let's make this longer here. Let's make this question go longer here. So, okay. yeah, because I could, we could just stop it right there. What were you called before you got into wrestling? What was the normal name that people would call you? Uh, in school, um, I mean, I went by my middle name, Warren. Okay. But as I got older, when you got a last name of Wolf, I mean, people call you that. You Did, know, in high school, were people saying, hey, Wolfie? Nah, not necessarily Wolfie, just Wolf or okay, uh, maybe some Wolfie. But yeah, it just kind of started there because I was in high school when I started wrestling. So then some people, like I tried to kayfabe it from a lot of people just because um, I wasn't supposed, you know, right. the way I was told, uh, you got to be 18 to do this. And I wasn't. That's why they put me under a mask and yada 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 but uh yeah it was just i i kayfabed it from a lot of people but some people did know so yeah yeah and i mean that that would be almost impossible to hide in a certain sense especially and, if you and, and people have always asked what's the d stand for <laughs> well we know what d stands for these days <laughs> uh, but uh a lot of people thought it stood for dundee and they thought that i was jamie's brother so. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and that's funny too, because I think the D and Dundee, I think people still kind of mix that up. And you're right. I do think a lot of people think you and Jamie are related. And it's interesting to hear that. But it's always the people that don't really know anything about Memphis wrestling. You yeah. know, I mean, even the the guy that owns the biggest podcasting company in the world. <laughs> you know, yeah. mistook you guys, and yeah. it's just funny because you. There's nothing about Jamie 
that has Wolf involved in it, you know, mm-hmm. the name or anything. And he's Jamie's more like a fox. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. uh, anyway, so yeah, let's just clear that up. The D is not a Dundee. And yeah, we, the D actually does stand for the D, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, kids. Wolfie came from a nickname that you were given when you got in the wrestling business, and literally the D is the D. So yeah, <laughs> pretty much it. <laughs> All right, Trey, hopefully that answered your question there, sir. So Don Davis from Facebook asks, so you know the Ox Harley deal at Ian's y'all cool. Yeah, we're, we're very cool. Um, he even says, Wolfie made me famous. <laughs> I beat him up. <laughs> Throwing hands with the man made him famous. I love it. And, and if you think about it, that can happen. You know, whoever heard of mass transit that new Jack almost killed in the ring, yeah. you know? So yeah, think about that. Mass transit had never been heard of before. And then, yeah. Anyway, it's stabbed. Mm, it's yeah. You didn't stab. Actually, Jamie stabbed you all. Got, you got angry at Ox and Pondo. And anyway, <laughs> that's a whole long story. We've actually watched that match. So go back and watch PG thirteen is hardcore way back in the archives, and you'll hear all about that. Yeah. The he said also he loved the heat that PG could draw. So he was a fan of your heel work. He really enjoyed that, which, you know, makes sense that you all came out as heels and could be heels, you know? So, yeah, yeah. we could work either way, man. That was the uh, part of the magic with me and Jamie. We could do it either way. Yeah. So if, if you'd have gone to WWF, like Steve Kern said, and they said, do you go both ways? You would have said, yes, you can be heel or baby. So. Well, in WWF, going both ways might mean something else. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can work heel and baby. And they (laughs) left. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the heat that PG could draw, I mean, that, you know, that that's Jamie could get heat. Well documented. Well, yeah. Well documented heat, and then you could you could add to that too. So yeah, you know the the beauty of that and the heat that PG could draw. Hey man, I love it. So anyway, well that is it for Ask Wolfie D anything today. Kind of a light workload there, but with that being said, you know tell them about what you got coming up in Pulaski, Tennessee, Wolfie D. Uh, we got the uh, uh, Fabe Cave, man. We're going down there, and that'll be our first signing together in quite a while. Um, Um, this dude's got everything in his place, old school stuff. It's not just wrestling either. It's just old school memorabilia, uh, along with a lot of wrestling stuff. Todd is a, uh, a great, great fan of PG 13. He owns Jamie's cyberpunk outfit. I understand the cyberpunks are supposed to be there. So we'll see how that goes. That's awesome. And I can't wait to hear all about it. You know, that is coming up this Saturday, February 25th at the Kayfabe Cave in Pulaski, Tennessee. Definitely don't miss this opportunity to see the cyberpunks in, you know, a once in a lifetime opportunity because, you know, the cyberpunks, they don't come around, do they? No, they really don't. And uh, like I said, uh, the, the whole outfit is there at Todd's. Uh, and I have uh, Cyberpunk Fire's uh, mask in my house um, that he gave me. Nice. And 
I'll be bringing it down. So awesome. Awesome. Well, get your opportunity. What get some pictures with those guys, you know, get some autographs, go to Todd's place, see how everything is at the K Fabe Cave. I'm sure it's a great place. And honestly, you know, you guys only work with the best, so I'm expecting a great story and a great time. So, you know, Jamie Dundee, Wolfie D together. This is the first time in the area in a long time. So get your yeah. get it together. Anyway, well, you know, I guess that's it for today's show. Wolfie D, if you don't mind, wrap us up here, brother. Yeah, man. And and once again, thanks to uh, Jack Vaughn uh, for coming on and talking to us about his extremely funny videos. I love them to death. And if you haven't seen them, please go look it up. But once again, man, this has been uh, Wolfie D and Jimmy across the street. And we're saying so long. That sounds like Lance Russell. So long, everybody. <laughs> I'm uh, live and in color with Wolfie D. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling the podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Chic Jared are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise. This team does it all and all they ask is give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. It's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate, first of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Second, 
secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah. And remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you, don't. He Here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color. Don't rush your mother, utilize a hubcap. I'm like any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks from over one for later. Not here to play games, so you better be You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When I finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Ruby D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.